introduction, Grunt Talks MLB. We also have Darren, who's not with us today, who's the CEO. But it's me, Bobby. We've got Dan Rico, insider for the Yankees. We're excited about this one. We've been talking for a while. We finally brought this together. Dan, what is going on? Hey, Julian. What's going on, Bobby, as well? Uh, yeah, like you said, we've been talking about it for a while, but uh, glad to be on today. Absolutely. Thank you for being on with us. Can't wait to get started. Yes, thank you so much for giving us your time today. So, right away, are you surprised we ends up making a move at the trade deadline? Uh, you know, I am, but I'm not. There, there are a lot of holes, as we've seen, uh, a lot of it due to the injured list that these players are hopefully, you know, going to come back at some point. But, you know, we, we obviously see the pitching market, the way some of these trades went, um, especially when you look at somebody like Clevenger, where the Indians went for quantity over quality, it seems. And, you know, as we've seen over the last few years, Cashman, you know, he definitely makes trades, but he's not one to, to sacrifice six, seven prospects for one player. So um, I, I was surprised that there were absolutely zero moves, but, you know, Cashman is very big on if he doesn't like where the price tag's at, he's not going to spend above what he considers his means. So obviously he felt that way, and uh, that's where the Yankees stand. They, they stayed pet. Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, he kind of set the president that he might not do anything talking about the risky marketplace. But like you said, there's a lot of holes on this team. And I thought we'd at least see a minor move. Marte was mentioned. They were talking about Bradley, too. I would have liked to see something, but we're going to go with what we have, and we'll see what happens. So since we didn't make any moves, do you think Clark Schmidt can get called up this year? I, I think now now we're definitely going to see where he, Cashman's going to do his his press conference where he's going to say, all of our trade options are, are what we have internally. Like, that's going to be our trade deadline acquisition. I know a lot of Yankees fans have gotten familiar with that verbiage. Yeah. yeah. So, I know, I know it's a disappointing one, but I do think, you know, there's, there could be a point where Clark Schmidt gets called up. I mean, I know we're going to have to see, you know, the issue with the 40-man roster as he's not on it yet. But, you know, with, with him in the player pool and, and that, we, you know, he's definitely an option. We saw what Davey Garcia did. Um, I've heard – a bunch of different things, you know, about him in terms of his scouting report and how he projects as a major league pitcher. But, you know, the first impression was definitely big, definitely successful. So I'm excited to see him um, eventually start. I know he was mentioned as somebody who could be starting coming up soon against the Orioles. And then you have to remember you have Mike King and you have, you have guys like that who they think could fill innings. So uh, I know that it's not what Yankees fans wanted to hear. I know that, you know, Clevenger was a name, but, you know, hopefully we'll see Schmidt I'm sure we're going to see Davey Garcia again, probably Mike King again. So we're going to get a look at these young guys. Yeah, I think you made some great points. Bobby, what do you think about all this? Um, yeah, I, in terms of not making a move, I'm not surprised. I thought that Brian Cashman would pull one out of the hat at 359, literally doing something. Julian and I talked about Robbie Ray. Yeah. But literally, in the literally right after we talked about Robbie Ray, he ended up going to the, uh, to the the Blue Jays. But um, I, I mean, I I actually have a um question in terms of the um <clears throat> the team now. Do you think that Clark Schmidt will be used at any point this year? You know what? If if I had to put money on it, I. I, I said the other day when they when Brian Cashman brought up, you know, you may see Davey or Clark Schmidt or both. And I said, you know, with the the 40-man stuff, that that's really what I hearken back to. You don't have to you don't have to lose a spot for him. So I uh, I guessed it was going to be Davey. And you know, as of right now, I'm going to say no. I would love wow. to see him. Um, everything I've heard about him 
has been, you know, he's fast-tracked for the Bronx. He has, he has the stuff to make it without experiencing too much of the minor league level. So I think he's definitely close. Um, but if I'm going to put money on it, I'm going to say, no, we're not going to see him this year. Very interesting. Oh, boy. But there is one thing I can say that actually might help us see him. You guys know Higaki Osha might be back tomorrow and they could potentially DFA Kratz and that could open up the spot we need for Schmidt maybe. Well, that's, that, that's, that's a great point. I think there are moves to be made, and that's definitely something like an Eric Kratz, although, you know, I think everybody loved that relationship we had, he had with yeah, Davey Garcia good, the other though. day. It's going to be tough to see him go. Yeah, he, he, yeah, and uh, that, that would be something interesting. And, you know, that's, that's a move where, okay, if they get that roster spot cleared up, he's a guy who I would look towards. But I'm just thinking right off the bat, obviously no insider knowledge on that specific situation. But, again, as where it stands right now, I say no. But, like you said, Julian, you never know with, with these 40-man rosters, someone like Kratz could get dropped, and then there's an open spot. Right. We'll have to see what happens. And this is a huge series against Tampa Bay. Garrett Cole, this is a big game for him. His last start was not very good. So what do you think we're going to see from Garrett tonight? I mean, all signs point to a rebound. He, he's been, you know, he may not have his ace-level stuff that we've seen from the Astros uh, right. or in past seasons before that, but he's still the man we, we, the Yankees made as their ace. He's performed up to that level. He's had a couple of slips, like we said last week, against the Braves. You know, it wasn't his best outing. Obviously, his first loss in almost 30 starts. Nice. Um, so, you know, obviously fans didn't want to see that. But, you know, all signs point to him rebounding. It's a huge game tonight. You want to get back on track against the Rays, and he's the perfect guy to kind of set the tone uh, for this part of the season now where the Yankees are really going to have to buckle down and get things going in the win column. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I'm still happy with Garrett. I know last year I pointed out to Bobby as well. His first 12 starts weren't great last year, so I'm not freaking out over this. He also does give up a lot of home runs, 29 last year, so – I'm not really too worried about him yet. But he hasn't had the A stuff, like you said. But I think we're getting close to it. I have a feeling that tonight's going to happen. He's going to be pretty good. Yeah, this is – and like I said before, this is a game where, you know, you need your big players to step up in these big games. And I know it's, it's going to be September tomorrow. So these games are really starting to get important as if all 60 games weren't. I mean, it's a short season. So every game counts. But especially when you're going to get the team like the Rays – who you're directly battling against, you want to see somebody like Cole perform at his best against a team like this. So I, I have high hopes for tonight. And uh, honestly, for the rest of the season, I really think he's going to be the player that the Yankees, you know, thought they were going to sign and the Yankees, the player that the Yankees brought in. Nice. I, I agree with you about that. I think he's going to do a great job as well. And like you said, this is a very big time. We're three and a half out in the division right now. We only have 28 games left. This season's been so unorthodox and strange and weird, but it's where we are now. What do you think the biggest challenge is going to be for the Yankees to get themselves together during playoffs for the playoffs? I mean, it really just comes down to health. I mean, we yeah. know this team ranks with the best of them when they're healthy. But at the same time, that's the biggest question. When are they fully healthy? And it seems like, you know, as like last year, this year again, I'm not sure if this team is ever going to be 100% at the same exact time. I don't think Fortunately, so. though, for this team, it's that they may not need every single player back just to, you know, to compete for a World Series. You get Judge back in the lineup, you know, soon. You, you get Glaber Torres. You get a Stan. You may not need everybody at the same time. But once you start slowly bringing back these guys, to kind of fill out the lineup and, and, you know, lose the need to play a Tyler Wade every day or now a Jody Mercer or somebody like that. 
Yeah. Um, you know, that, that's where, that's where the help will come. So I really think it's health. That's, that's the biggest question here. I couldn't agree more. I'm sure Bobby's on the same page as well. Yep. I definitely am on the same page. I think health is a big, uh, issue for us. It just seems to, uh, to me that health has always been an issue for us in the past couple of years, unfortunately. But, um, what, um, what I'm thinking of right now, I always ask this question in your opinion, do you think we're any closer to getting John Carlo back? Uh, again, not, don't have any inside info. Haven't really heard much outside of what, you know, we we've seen on Twitter and seen on some of these reports, Brian Cash would speak and Boone speaking. Uh, I, I really don't think so. I mean, I think the hope is that he's back just in time for the playoffs. Um, of course you want his bat in the lineup just as a presence alone. You know, yeah. he's somebody who goes through crazy hot stretches, crazy cold stretches, but in the end, him being in the lineup, whether he's striking out or hitting home runs, he's still an upgrade over what we have now. And just his presence alone will just help the rest of the order kind of see better pitches. So um, I don't know when he's coming back specifically. Um, if he comes back anytime before the playoffs just to get a few at-bats, I feel like that would be ideal. Um, and as long as they have him in the lineup, uh, by the time the first game of the playoffs, I think I'd feel comfortable. Yes, I love that response, honestly. And I did hear that he may be back within a week, but his timetables are very frustrating. It's hard to keep track of them. But I know when DJ and Stanton were hitting together, Stanton was also swinging that day that DJ was hitting, and DJ came right back up. You know, G takes a lot longer, obviously. I'm hoping he can come back soon. But like you said, his presence in the lineup, me and Bobby were talking about this earlier. In the playoffs last year, I'll keep saying this, 4-0 with him, 1-4 without him. He makes a big difference. Absolutely. Yeah, he makes, Yeah, exactly. I agree. Same exact thing. I agree 100%. So, so um, what? also another thing is in terms of Aaron Judge, we saw that he re-aggravated his um, calf and that he failed his uh, rehab. Now, in your opinion, do you feel that Aaron Judge – will be out the rest of the regular season? You know, again, something with Judge, just these injuries just keep creeping up, whether it's his fault or not. You know, he's had some freak incidents. He's had some other incidents where, you know, it seems like like this rehab. I would say, I don't want to put blame on him or anything, but you would hope that he's on page with the trainers. And we know he was talking about how he shouldn't even been on the IL. So, you know, whatever, he's back on it. Um, How long it's going to take, they said – it, I feel like I, I did see somewhere that it will be double the time the first time. So, you know, he's yeah. at least going to be on there for a few weeks. Uh, so, and, and that's long enough. Uh, Aaron was having an MVP like season this year. Uh, we all saw it. He, he's the definition of a difference maker. Um, hopefully he comes back before the playoffs for the Yankees sake. Um, again, I'm talking about putting money on it. I don't know if I could just because of the way things have gone, th- these injury issues, yes. the Yankees tend to put out statements where, you know, they don't necessarily – necessarily align with what actually happens um so i'm just gonna say you know i I, again want to put my money on it but i'm also a safe guy so you know hopefully he'll be back but i wouldn't be surprised if he isn't yeah it's just really frustrating like i don't understand the boone injury reports i just can't wrap my head around them at this point they're never correct but I'd put some blame on him for saying he shouldn't be in the IL and he gets hurt again. That's just a bad look. Like, don't say you shouldn't be in the IL when you play four innings and get injured again. Like, that just can't happen. It's just inexcusable. But hopefully he's yeah. back for the playoffs. I mean, that's all yeah. I can say because I want him to get warmed up. I'm going to guess he's out around three weeks at least if I had to put money on it. That's what I would say. Yeah, and again, like, you, you know, you think 
the fact that he was saying that publicly, you know, he was saying it privately as well. He wanted to come back. So you don't know if he rushed through and he, you know, he failed his rehab. What does that really mean? I'm yeah, guessing he rushed through. Yeah. I, that, that's a term I never really heard, but you know, I, I'm sure, I guess he was just trying to rush or maybe didn't take it as serious. I don't think Aaron judge is that type of person, but again, you never know. So, but, but hopefully this, this time it, it goes, everything goes correct. It goes according to plan and he'll be back as soon as he's healthy. Yeah, that's all we so. at this point. These injuries are getting tough. Glaber Torres, I'm surprised how long they said he might be out for because I've heard conflicting things with Glaber. I heard the three to six, obviously, but then I hear he's like having a catch and like starting baseball activities again. So maybe it's on the lower side of three weeks he'll return because I know we've talked about this. We don't want to see Mercer and Wade getting at bats anymore. And it's just it's just tough to watch that right now. Yeah. Yeah, it seems it seems like every single game you're you're seeing these uh, like triple A almost lineups, and everybody yeah. just well, you know, when is when are things gonna get back to normal? But I mean, these injuries have been tough. They, they're nagging injuries. Um, they've been issues now, not necessarily for Glaber, but in general for going on to two seasons. So we know we we know what it's like. Um, as yeah. fans or spectators, kind of watch this like this. But um, yeah, reports came out today that that he's doing better in his rehab. So he's another one. Hopefully, hopefully he's back within the next couple of weeks. Yeah, that's a, that's a big challenge here because we're already running down in time. It's less than a month until the playoffs already. It's just crazy how fast this year's going. We knew it was going to be a sprint. But, yeah, we want them all back for sure. Paxton, I'm not holding out any hope for, honestly. I think he's done because um, it's going to be tough to get him back. But his pitch count, even if he comes back, like what Paxton are you even getting? Well, that was, that was the big issue, too. I mean, you see how he pitched his first few starts. I mean, he was clearly – still coming back like rehabbing himself and just trying to get into the groove of things and now this is sidelining him again um I, I agree with you i i definitely would be surprised if we see him again i know you know the talks are going to say he'll be there before the playoffs but at what point do you kind of just shut it down and say listen man you you really need a long card rehab and unfortunately you know the situation's coming up where he's going to be a free agent and yeah. he's had the injury issues in the past you know in all different parts of his body so right. he's going to be a real interesting case when it comes to free agency but I agree uh, in terms you. of this season, I, I don't have much hope. Me either. I, you're, you hit the nail on the head with Paxton. I mean, I don't think he's going to be a Yankee. I think someone's going to pay too much for him and the Yankees will let him walk because he still has a lot of potential, but the injuries are a big problem. I don't think the Yankees should touch him, honestly. They can't. They shouldn't pay him whatever he's going to get. On the open market, he's a Boris guy, so you know someone's going to give him the contract he's looking for. It's a shame because me and Bobby both really like him a lot. Big Maple was good for us when he was healthy, but the problem is when he's healthy again. Yeah, I mean, he's had – he, he's he's pitched a lot of big games. You know, he's performed well. I mean, the last postseason he had a good showing. Um, he, he has the potential. We saw in Seattle, he showed burst last year of being that ace-type guy, but it's just someone like him. He just has trouble putting it all together. And at what point are you going to really invest in someone like that where you just don't know what you're getting out of him? So especially right. the way the Yankees have been uh, more fiscally, fiscally conservative, I could see them, you know, passing on, on someone like Paxton this offseason. Yeah, I think so, too. Also, to your point, I think that's more the reason why he is going to shut it down, ultimately. He can't risk getting injured again as he's about to hit free agency. He should probably just play, take the safe route, rehab, and, and hope that someone gives him the deal he's looking for. Maybe even sign a one-year deal to show he can stay healthy. Yeah, definitely. I, I could see, for sure, a one-year deal in his future just to kind of rehab his worth and just and just show the baseball world that he that he can't stay healthy like you said and then you know hopefully get a bigger contract the following season yeah so 
We're talking about that, so he's not going to be in the rear view. So for today's trade deadline, what were some teams that impressed you? I was very impressed with the Blue Jays and Padres. I thought they did tremendous today. Yeah, I think everybody could agree that agree that those two teams are the the surefire winners. I mean, the Blue Jays are right behind the Yankees. They're they're coming in hot, and you know their, their upgrades may have not been uh, amazing. You know, Taiwan Walker and Robbie Ray in the rotation, but those are two fresh arms that'll yeah. help them out that they need. So that, that that's an upgrade in and of itself. They also got Jonathan VR, great hitter, uh, and obviously the Padres, Mike Clevenger just at the top of the bevy of moves that they made uh, on really stacking their team too. And, and you saw this trade deadline. I mean, with the expanded playoffs in the short season, teams feel like they're in it. And the teams like the Rays and, and I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, the Jays and the Padres, you would assume that, you know, in other seasons, you know, maybe they wouldn't be going for it as much with the shorter playoff uh, uh, picture and things of that nature. But, but the two of those teams feel emboldened as well as other teams that just feel like, you know what, this is the year. Might as well take a shot. You know, anything could happen. The season is weird as it is, so who knows? Why can't we win? And, uh, and I appreciate that in those teams. And I, and I really like to see them going for it, although and talking about the Blue Jays, that what they did is, and for how close they are behind the Yankees, I mean, it's going to be tough. We still have – the Yankees still have all their games against them this year yeah. as well. So it's going to be really interesting how they match up. It's going to be something to see us go against Robbie Ray since we covered him so much in the past and talks about him. Also, they got Ross Stripling as well at the deadline. Like, 5 o'clock, they beat the buzzer. They got Ross Stripling from the Dodgers, too. And the Blue Jays, I give them all the credit in the world. The Marlins had a good day. They got Marte. That was a little bit surprising to me. And the Reds got um, Archie Bradley. I thought that was a good deal for them. Though Both of those teams are in the same boat as well. Like, a normal season, they might not go for it. But with the playoffs, they're definitely in the picture. Yeah, I mean, there were, there were definitely a lot of moves. I, I was surprised because a couple of people I spoke to, I mean, it was different as the, as the season went on in the beginning. I was originally told that there wasn't going to be a big flurry of moves. I thought it was kind of be a, a timid trade deadline, but it ended up being pretty active and a lot of new phases, new places. So, so it's cool. And, and like we said before, a lot of teams feel like they can compete because these expanded playoffs. So it wasn't really surprising to see a lot of buyers. Yeah, I, I, I was actually expecting a lot of movement today just based on what you told me because a lot of teams are in it and that we saw trades happen before the deadline. So I was starting to think like, all right, this might be like a normal trade deadline. I would say okay, it was pretty close to normal, honestly. The A's made a big deal for Mike Miner and Tommy Stella too. That's a scary team also. I got to pay respect to Oakland as well. They normally don't go for it like that either, but they see a chance and they're going to be a tough out in October. Yeah, Oakland, Oakland's had a really good year. They've been a fun team to watch. And Mike Miner, I mean, yeah, he's having a down year, especially compared to last year. But, I mean, he's still a great addition for them. Uh, they're, they're another issue. I mean, both, both playoff pictures are obviously deep due to the extended um, playoff picture. But there are a lot of good teams that are going to be competing. So I, I can't really see a cakewalk either in the American League or the National League. Yeah, it's not as clear-cut as we thought before the season when we were thinking Yankees-Dodgers. That was our preseason pick, of course. Brother, what do you think about the landscape of the trade deadline today? Give us some winners and losers in your eyes. Well, I definitely think the biggest winner, in my opinion, I'm going to go with the Padres. I just think that they upgraded their team so much. And just what they did, adding Clevenger was huge. Everything they did, this team was already very good. They just became exceptionally good and they're going to be good for a very long time I think the Blue Jays uh the trade for Robbie Ray and getting Stripling was huge um I, I really think that in my opinion you know what 
I'm not surprised the Yankees didn't make a deal. I mean, I think we should have. I don't know. My opinion, I think. I think went, Dan? I'm sorry? Yeah. Oh, you're good? Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so um, I think that the Yankees, in my opinion, we should have at least made a run at Marte. I right. think that would have been huge for us, especially with the uh, um, injured outfield that we have not with uh, Judge and John Carlo. And Hicks now, too. And Hicks, yeah. And Hicks, I forgot about Hicks. Um, but I think the two big winners, in my opinion, are the Padres, of course, and the Blue Jays. And a loser uh, – I, I hate saying the Yankees are losers. Yeah, I feel like we are, though, honestly. I'm going to be honest. I, Dan, I'll be honest. I feel honest in a way, I think we kind of are because we could have made a move and got something to upgrade. I know it's a shortened season, but we need all the help we can get with all these injuries. Yeah, I would have liked a bullpen arm, possibly an outfield, like you said, or a starter. Like, I'm just surprised it was nothing, like even the, not even a small move. I mean, the Yankees roster is good with the injuries and everything. If they call up Clark Schmidt, that can be our – starting pitcher addition, but we're going to have to see what happens. The reason we were keen on the outfield is because we want to see less of Brett Gardner. We don't really think he has anymore. Marte could have maybe pushed him to the bench, which would have been good, but we're going to have to stick with him and see what happens. I'm definitely concerned with Hicks because he's always injured, and I don't know how serious this new injury is. It's also calf cramps again. Like These soft tissue injuries are so frustrating. It's literally the same injury for every player. Yeah, and now it's just like, even someone like Hicks, who, you know, he's not having a great season, uh, I do think this Tommy John rehab has kind of, kind of hurt him a little bit this year, sure. um, just as an overall player. But he's another one where, you know, in the lineup, he's still a competent player where you saw the other day with his, with his home run in the uh, seventh inning. I was going to say ninth inning. In right. the seventh so inning where, where inning. you know, <laughs> he, yeah, he, he, could, he can make a difference when he's playing. But, again, the issue is, is he playing? Right. which it just happens to be a question with so many players. So, like you said, even even a soft tissue injury is still an issue. But, um, yeah, Hicks, Marte could have been a good addition, uh, you know, to help replenish that outfield and kind of give a little bit of power out there. But, you know, obviously, like I said before, Cashman just didn't want to give up the asking prices, which, you know, he's been very firm throughout his career. He's not going to overspend for somebody he doesn't think he truly needs. So we just have to assume that's what he thought uh, this trade deadline. Yeah, because I saw something float around the Rangers. We checked in on Lynn, Bundy, and Gosman, but none of them moved. I'm surprised that Gosman and Bundy didn't get moved, honestly. Lynn, I, I could understand because he's really good and he's cheap. So, And we obviously had Lance Lynn before. I, me and Bobby would have loved to have him back. I think he's been great. He's been a much different pitcher since he left us. And they even floated Joey Gallo. That would have been really a splash move. But we have so many low – we have so many high power and – um high strikeout guys. I don't really think Gal would have been the greatest mix for us. Though so he would have crushed Yankee Stadium, but too many boomer bust players. Yeah, I mean Joey Gal, like you said, he would have been fun to see in Yankee Stadium just taking advantage of the short porch out and right. But um but yeah it's again like you said, just the high strikeouts, high power, a lot of profile players we have on the roster already. So it's just something that I didn't think the Yankees would be interested in. Like you said though, Kevin Gausman, I really thought he would be somebody that the Yankees would target. I, I thought he was a logical um, addition yeah. that could be made, could have been cheap. I wrote about it as much in my article, Bronx and Bushville, just kind of um, going over the pitching market and what the Yankees would do. Um, I didn't see a Clevenger or a Bauer just because the tea leaves read that Cashman isn't like that. And I thought somebody like a Taiwan Walker 
or a Kevin Gausman would have been an ideal pickup. Obviously, like we said before, Walker ended up going to Toronto and Gausman stayed put. So I was a little surprised with that. Yeah, I I was starting to highlight Gausman as well. I don't know if you saw it. I actually wrote a few tweets about it and I was like watching some highlights a little bit. And he's not he's better than his numbers look on the service. Like if you dig deeper in the Gausman, he's both he's very hit or miss, a little inconsistent. But this year he's been pretty good. And I don't think he would have cost him much either, honestly. The Giants, again, decide not to sell. I don't understand what they're thinking. I don't understand what the Giants are doing, honestly, because the team's not really that great. They might make the playoffs, but for what? Like, it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you there. The Giants, they're they're in a very weird position right now. Like you said, they, they could be at the, the end of a playoff spot, but what is that really going to do for their future? Or, you know, they could have recouped some of these players and gotten some prospects back. Um, interesting move by them, but like we said before, again, I mean, this this playoff picture has a lot of people dreaming big, and I guess the Giants are one of them. For sure, that's definitely a good point, brother. What do you think about the deadline? Any anything that surprised you, or anything with that I we didn't do? I guess. I mean, like I think, like I said, I think we should have at least addressed the pitching. Uh, like we we could have gotten Robbie Ray, as we said. I think that. Uh, Marte made a lot of sense for us, Bradley, mm-hmm. and we just didn't make a move. And you know what? It Brian Cashman works in very uh, interesting ways. I feel sometimes he's aggressive. Sometimes he might act. He might say he is, but he isn't. Yeah. And, I mean, I I'm just shy. I just wish we would have made a deal to just help us. But you know what? We just have to make what we have right now and just yeah. do what we have. It's just crazy for two straight years not make a trade because we're so used to seeing stuff happen with this team. And in back-to-back years, he doesn't do it. And last year, it hurt us. We needed that extra pitcher. We ended up losing in six games to the Astros, whether they were cheating or not. It's a whole other discussion. But we still lost, unfortunately. And we really needed that pitcher because we had Chad Green opening games. And Chad Green was finished at that point. He had been spent. The Astros had seen him. And you saw in the three-run homer to Gurriel was a big difference maker. If we had a real starting pitcher that day, maybe we win the game. I mean, Happy even pitched well that day, too. So, speaking of Happ, what do you think is his state in the rotation now after that big statement start against the Mets? I mean, you know, he had a great game. We all saw it. I mean, he, he, he definitely pitched where, you know, better than anybody thought he was going to throw. But, I mean, I, I did tweet about him completely, you know, saying, you know, look past you know, uh, the the service time issue, the Yankees aren't pitching you because you've been bad. And that is definitely the case. But I also, you know, there is definitely, I would say a hint of truth that the Yankees, there's no way they want that vesting option to kick in. Uh, There's no way they could skip him. I I don't think after that start, I I feel like they just kind of have to hope that, well, maybe not hope because you want to see, you want to win regardless, but maybe, you know, see that he'll revert back to, his struggles and they won't have to, you know, start him next time or, you know, maybe just go back. But in the end, if Hap's pitching well, you got to roll with him. So, so I definitely see, expect him to be out there uh, his next start. And, and I guess I'll just go start-by-star start basis. Yeah, I agree with you about Hap. I don't think they'll let the option pick up. I had heard that it was like 60 innings, 10 starts. I don't think he's going to come close to touching that still. But I don't know if that's actually set in stone. It's a very weird situation. We know Bobby's t- – we've talked about this a lot. We can't let that option pick up. But happy he shut us up for a start. And, yeah, I would just go start by start with him and see what happens. Definitely, yeah. yeah I agree that- with you 100%. Yeah, so what do you think about um, 
the latest stuff with the Yankees. Do you think we'll win this game tonight? Uh, I mean, listen, we, we, it's it's uh, Cole versus Glass now, I believe, right? That, that's the yeah, pitching matchup Cole tonight. Glass now. Uh, I know we had some. Helps. What was that? I'm sorry. Meadows isn't in there tonight, which helps. Okay, yeah, that's 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 a big loss for the Rays. Um, I mean, they're pesky, man. The Rays are the Rays are a problem. They're they're a very good team. Um, they're another team that's also dealt with a ton of injuries, and they've been able to overcome it. Um, you want to always put your faith in Cole. I I think. Anytime he's on the mound, you know there's a good chance you're going to win. So I think the Yankees should feel comfortable going into tonight. Um, now, the rest of the series, I feel like it's going to be more of a toss-up. But just talking about tonight, I think, like I said before, the Yankees should feel confident and, and, and be excited for calling the mound. 100%. We're excited for him. I think the Yankees will win tonight. We got Tanaka tomorrow, the Montgomery the next day. So we got our three best starters against them, which is all we could ask for at this point. So I'm excited for that. But speaking of struggles, what's your thoughts on Gary Sanchez? We got to get your take on Gary right now. Uh, <laughs> Gary Sanchez, I, you know, he's had spurts where he looks like he could be, you know, more than one of the best catchers in baseball. The best catcher you know, over the last 10 years, you could say, with the way he gets hot on offense. But at some point, the cold Damn. just outwits the hot, and I understand the catcher position Bobby? is not something that's yeah, highly valued, or you know, it's something that you know people. Um. Yeah, I was just saying, you know, sometimes that there are spurts when he hits where he doesn't look like he's just the best catcher in baseball. You could say he's one of the best offensive catchers you know, over the last ten years or so. You know, he he has that potential, but at what point do you sacrifice the the hot spurts for just the cold? You know, it seems like more so that, that, that he's cold more than he's hot. Um, he's had his struggles behind the plate again. Um, you know, power has been there, but, you know, the average is not. Um, I've spoken to some people in baseball who say one thing the Yankees desperately need is a consistent catcher. It doesn't have to be ha- of the potential that Gary Sanchez has. It could be somebody like, I, I don't want to bring him up because he's in the past, but maybe an Austin Romine where, you know, okay. you know what you have with him at the plate. And uh, and as a catcher defensively, but he may not possess the upside of a Gary Sanchez. So at some point, I think the Yankees will think about that. Um, obviously, he's still under control. He's cheap still, so you're not going to want to give up on him anytime soon. But when those no. contracts th- talks start kicking in, I think that's when there's going to be a lot of questions about his future. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Bobby does as well. Um, he has two years after this one, then I think they should let him walk, honestly. I've been saying this, and Bobby knows this as well. We don't need his, a guy with that high strikeout upside again because it's just too much of that. We need someone that can put the bat in the ball a little bit more, stop with the pass balls, you know, just like have a little more safety net as the catcher. Gary's not really a safety net. He's too erratic, I think. Yeah, I definitely agree. That, that's why – the, the people I've talked to within baseball, one in particular, really thinks that, you know, a consistent, a consistently, I don't want to say average, but somebody who you know what you're getting out of night in and night out would be better off for this team than somebody like Sanchez, who is so boomer bust, both offensively right. and defensively. I agree because we don't really need that more power. We already have enough power in this lineup. So we need someone who can be more consistent, like you said. Bobby, what do you think? I. Just think, in my uh, opinion, with Gary, I think that when he gets into a slump, it's a really bad slump. And he, and like um, Nick said this morning, Jules, it, it it translates into his defensive play behind the plate. 
And we were, in my personal opinion, I think I worry about him behind the plate and at the plate as well when he struggles. But when he's on, he's on. He could be one of the best at baseball. And uh, that grand slam he hit the other, yes, it was a huge boost for him. He definitely needed that to give his get his confidence back up. But I just personally, it, he he just. Uh, I don't like the, you know, I think he swings at very questionable pitches. I think that he could be lazy at times, but he just needs to clean it up. He has potential to be one of the best ever in baseball. I really do. He has, he's that good, but it's, it's really, when it's bad, it's bad. That's the problem. You've said it perfectly. Like he's the fastest to a hundred homers and one of the fastest I know um, for a catcher and all that. And just in general, when he came up, he was electric, but the average has never been there with him. And I know people say average doesn't matter, but when you're hitting 130, it matters. Like you can't be that bad. And it's not like he gets on base that, that much to make up for it either because his walks need to be better. But like you said, his approach is just not there. Like, he just swings at his shoes when you need to put the ball in place sometimes. There was an at-bat the other day, I think yesterday. There was one or two days ago. There was one out. We, runners on second and third. We need him to hit a fly ball. He strikes out. Yeah, yeah his uh, – I would say situational, situational hitting um, definitely lacks as well. And, and unlike Stanton where, you know, when he's in the lineup, I know – he tends to swing at, you know, swing at some wild pitches or, you know, doesn't have the greatest discipline. I still think teams opposing pitchers consider him more of a threat as where Sanchez, sometimes he's in there, he just looks absolutely lost. So uh, that's definitely an issue as well. Yeah. He swings at everything. Like he's a free swinger. His on base is only 253. Like it's just not good enough, but hopefully that grand slam gets him going. We're still rooting for him because like you said, I think he's not going anywhere these next two years. I think we're going to hold on to him. And then once the free agency comes, then he might go. We'll have to see. Yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting. So what do you – But yeah. uh, I have a few questions. I guess I'll ask, how did you get started doing your Yankees work? And will you have any advice for us? Um, You know, I graduated college and always – wanted to be a writer, always wanted to get into journalism. Um, I kind of just took it as I know I'm not going to make much money. I know I'm going to have to grind. I know I'm going to have to to stay up late nights, but it was something I really wanted to. And I was able to be a full-time, pretty much freelance. I mean, I wrote, you know, for Bleacher Report, I wrote for a bunch of, uh, uh, you know, bigger places for, for a while. But for the most part, I would consider myself freelance. And I, I was able to do it as a full-time job for about three years. I mean, I bought my first car being a writer and I was able to go to the winter meetings as a writer. I was able to get into the Yankees press box doing all this freelance stuff. So, so it ended up working out really well. Um, I did end up shifting to athletic communications at a college, which, you know, it has some writing involved, but it's a different type of field. But even though I'm not full-time writing anymore, I still, you know, I'm active on Twitter. I still write on the side. Um, So yeah, I mean, advice is just, a lot of times you just have to grind and it sucks sometimes because you may not be getting paid or you may be staying up late one night or something like that happens. But a lot of times you just have to put in that effort, put in that work, um, always look to write, always pitch different article ideas and, uh, and yeah, opportunities will come with that as long as you stay consistent. Thank you so much. I appreciate that advice. Absolutely. Thank you. That's what Julian and I are thriving to do. Me, I'm trying to do it with football. Julian's doing it with baseball and, Definitely, the gr- I could uh, grind is it never stops. I mean, 
anything that's possible possible to do it and you know like people like you are an inspiration to us so thank you yes, thank you so much for joining the podcast as well and we're hoping that knock on wood seriously here if the meetings happen maybe we can meet up absolutely yeah th- first off thank you for that for that comment i appreciate it um always you know any you guys ever need advice or looking to talk about something anything i'm always all ears that's for anybody listening you know you can reach out to me on twitter um very active on there i'm always looking to give people advice or just talk any questions anything so um i appreciate you guys having me on and yeah man if the winter meetings happen um god willing i would definitely love to meet up with you guys so my question real so quick much. do you actually do you, are you confident they will happen Ooh. the winter meetings um I could see them happening. I could see it being okay, closed okay. off to, to, you know, most media outlets. And I know yeah. a lot of people like to go like, you know, as fans or, you know, try yeah. and get inside a nearby hotel and just wait in the lobby. Um, I could see there being more. Yeah. Yeah. I could see it being, you know, a, a more strict scenario right. because of COVID rules, but hopefully, you know, God, like I said before, God willing, uh, things are better come right. December and they end up happening. Okay, well, yeah. we're in the hotel. We have the hotel booked just in case. So at least we'll be in there if we, we'll have to see what we can do if it actually happens. So, but thank you. Thank so you much, so man. much. And hopefully we Fortunate, can meet anytime. And we would love to do this again in the future as well. Maybe. Yes, we, we would. Definitely. Thank you so much. Playoffs or something. But this was a fun podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Anytime you guys want, let me know, man. I'd love to be back on. Absolutely. Right, thank you. All right, have a good one, fellas. You too. Right, Let's go care. get this win tonight. All right, so I think we're about good with this, brother, I would say. We yeah, we're definitely good Yankees with this. Today. Let's um, hope we get this win. Let's go. Let's go, Yankees. It's a cold summer. Well, I'll do the follows and subscribe to Grunt Talks MLB, uh, Grunt Talks um, team as well, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, website, Instagram, my personal Twitter, Julian Gordy one Bobby? My personal Twitter, btomps81. And you can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That's where this podcast is going right now. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Good night. Have a good one.